Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Welcome to Beneath the Surface, where faith and reason meets, where truth, life, and love are one. I'm Paul Morano, and that's Mr. Kent Niebuhr. Kent, welcome. Thank you. It's good to yeah. be here. <laughs> I can I can still see the uh, the reflections on your your glasses. I can't. Your, uh, I, I'm gonna no, have no. to get non-reflective glasses. I'm gonna it, just look yeah, down what, like what this the whole night. <laughs> Kent Niebuhr is a father of seven. He is a uh, a, a I I know that you've you haven't gone to school for it, but I consider you a theologian. And uh, and just a well well rounded uh, knowledgeable person when it comes to issues of theology and philosophy. Today we are dealing with the question of the Holy Spirit, and uh, we are in number eighteen of our series, the Creed Beneath the Surface, where we take every phrase of the Creed and do an entire show on every phrase. This is the eighteenth installment. So you can see the rest of them, one through seventeen at my YouTube page and at palmerano.com. This is, uh, we are now at the end of the part of the creed where we talk about the Holy Spirit and that is he has spoken through the prophets. So we've gone through the father, we've gone through the son and his divinity, the son and his humanity. Now we're on the Holy Spirit and at the end of the Holy Spirit, next show, we will talk about what the Holy Spirit established and, and continues to form and lead and guide and animate, and that is the church. But for this show, again, he has spoken through the prophets. Ready to delve beneath the surface, Kent? I am, but before we do that, I, I might have missed an episode or two, and I'm just wondering, did yes. you deal exhaustively with the Father and the Son, you and your your guest, your co-host? Well, well with every... With every, with every phrase, we've spent at least 40 minutes, 45 minutes on... on just the phrase itself so it's somewhat exhausted but yeah. we'll let we'll let the uh we'll let it's our not exhaustive <laughs> exhausting exhaust <laughs> yes <laughs> a little of both all right so kent in this installment we will talk about the the holy spirit as prophet he has spoken through the prophets so he must be a prophet himself obviously the he spirit is of prophecy the spirit so, of prophets so so the holy spirit is god he's not simply god's spirit he is also god himself Let, yeah. let's talk just let's take like two minutes just to just to hammer that that fact in that yeah. the holy spirit is just as much god as the father is and as the son is right right in fact you know uh as saint john says in one of his epistles god is love 
And throughout the history of the church, the Holy Spirit has been defined as the love that unifies the Father and the Son. So if God is love, in a sense, you could say this Holy Spirit himself is most identified with that essence of love in divinity. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is the life of God. He's the love of God. And some theologians would say he is the love between the Father and the Son. In, a, mm -hmm. in, a, in an analogous way, of course, that a child, right. a child is the incarnate love between the father and the mother. And uh, we've talked about that uh, a lot yes. uh, so far mm -hmm. in, in our series. But um, so the Holy Spirit has spoken through the prophets. Now, the first thing I think about when I, when I hear this line are Old Testament prophets. And then I think about, well, the New Testament prophets, I would say, mostly embodies Mary because in Marian apparitions, she has come down and spoken to, uh, spoken of her son to lead and guide us to her son. And then I think about number three, the gift of prophecy that is alive in the church today with people who are open to it. So if, if it's okay with you, let's talk about all three of these things. Old Testament right. prophets, Mary as chief prophet of the church today, and the gift of prophecy that's alive and well in, mm -hmm. in, in, in Christians. Right. Where, where do you want to start? Uh, let's go backwards. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say about the spirit of prophecy that is alive and well in the church today, um, you know, I, I might quibble with one thing that you said there when you said people who are open to it. Pro the prophetic, the gift of prophecy is just that. It's a gift. And well, God you have, you have to be, same. but you have to be open to the Holy Spirit. That's what yes. I mean. However, yeah. God does not give the same gifts to everyone. Oh, no. So I, I, I agree. I, I could be open to the gift of prophecy and not receive the gift of prophecy. Right. Um, you know, I could have the gift of, you know, say teaching or something like that, but not the gift of prophecy. Um, and that would just be out of my control. Uh, right. But yes, we should be open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, even more so, I would say that in a certain sense, you know, uh, some of the spiritual writers talk about the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So anytime the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do anything, yeah. to act under the motivation of the Holy Spirit, under divine inspiration, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. And you do that, you, you might be engaging in what might be called prophetic acts if they're not prophetic words. You might not right. get a message, but if you're doing what the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do, the yeah. witness of your action is prophetic in a sense. Now, the word prophet literally means profateor, comes from the Latin profateor. Fateor for you Latin geeks is a deponent verb that means to speak. It looks passive, but it's really active. And that's just a little grammar lesson. But profateor means to speak for. So the prophet yeah. speaks for God. Speaks so, for God. you know, we, exactly. we, have that, we have that saying that actions speak louder than words. So if the Holy Spirit is prompting my actions, my yeah. actions are speaking for God. So how, how would you differentiate the Holy Spirit prompting you and the traditional notion of actual grace um, actual grace yeah um, well actual grace 
Now, uh, let's make a distinction. When we say, usually when we use the word actual, we mean it's real and it's not fake. No, 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 no. Uh, you but know, we don't mean that in this No, sense. no, we actual don't. Actual grace means graces. It's when God gives you a special power to perform yeah. a certain act, right. which is why we call them actual well, graces. And, and, and so, we, we distinguish between sanctifying grace, which is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit constantly, and, you know, unless you kick him out with mortal sin. Right. And actual grace was sort of, sort of, if you want to use an analogy, he comes from the outside and enables you to do, you know, give you the power to do something. Go ahead. Ad hoc. Yeah. Right. Ad, you, you have, there's a particular, yeah. you know, mission, right? Yeah. Uh, just an instance where you're going to need a little grace to do this one thing right here, right and, now or and, something. And by the way, just to add to that a little bit and to tie in what I was talking about earlier, um, this is this is how I understand the Old Testament prophets working because, you know, Christ did not perform his salvific act yet for the people of the Old Testament. It's still in their future, in our past, which becomes our present, but in their future. And so the Holy Spirit, when, when he would enable people in the Old Testament to do things, do good works, this is how I, I envision it. Sort of he gives them the actual grace to do what is necessary that he wants them to do. Since, yes. since, he, since he's not indwelling with them uh, by virtue of, you know, that salvific grace that's, that Christ would have to win for us. Yeah, I suppose you could say that uh, before Christ came and gave us the sacraments yeah. and such, that all the graces received before yeah. that time were actual graces. Yeah. Um, so we still get actual graces now. We that's still right. get ad hoc graces, if you will. Um, but we also have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through right. baptism and confirmation and all the sacraments in some sense. Um, so in a sense, if we are faithful to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, if we live with integrity where we are manifesting, it's, it's like St. James says, you show me your faith, mm. you show me your faith, your works by your faith and i'll show you my faith by my works so if we have the holy spirit dwelling in us it's going to it ought to lead us to do certain things certain yeah. acts for god right yeah. so now either like you said either words or actions or a combination of both right yeah. we have to be you know i mean I don't understand how anyone could read the New Testament and walk away not thinking that we have to be like Jesus, <laughs> that yeah. we have to imitate him and the apostles and other people we see in the Gospels and, and the New Testament epistles and so on. We have to act according to the faith. We cannot, this is, this is another topic for another show, but this is what's wrong with when people like Nancy Pelosi say that we have freedom of worship. No, we have freedom of religion. We have to act in accordance with our faith every minute of every day, no matter where we are, whether we're in a church or whether mm. we're on a street corner or whether we're in the office or in the supermarket or anywhere, we must act out our religion 100% of the time. And evangelization, of course, includes absolutely includes speaking. And, Again. And, uh, you know, wh whoever is speaking truth and goodness, one could say in a general sense, is, is speaking God's will. Absolutely. And yes. Now, what we're speaking about applies to everybody. It's kind of like talking about what we call the universal priesthood, but that's another subject too. Mm. But 
there is a specific gift of the Holy Spirit called the gift of prophecy, right? Yeah. So this would be, we would understand this to be specifically people to whom the Holy Spirit gives a message and says, okay. tell people this, right? These are the words, say it. Or, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, my understanding is it's, you don't always get lines like a script if you're an actor what they what the holy spirit does is it infuses an understanding of something in you and then you go and communicate that to the world now could the holy spirit be using you like a puppet to some extent we always have free will but to some extent yes the holy spirit could be feeding you the words maybe without your full understanding but mm. for the most part oh i don't know about that yeah, right. For the most part, the Holy Spirit gives us an understanding of something and then we express it. And, and a perfect oh. example of this is you look at the four Gospels and you even look at the Matthew, Mark and Luke, the synoptic Gospels. They're saying largely the same thing, but it's not identical. It's not word for word. Each one of them, they got the message and they... Uh put it into words as best they could so yeah. it's not as if the holy spirit is is no, no. holding their hand as they no, no. write the, the holy spirit uses your humanity to communicate his truth and his yes. love so, your so intellect so your every, understanding every personality is different um everyone is a, at a, at a different level of religiosity and intellectual capability and all all that kind of stuff we all come from different cultures and the holy spirit works through our humanity to to communicate himself to others definitely um so how would you explain the spouse of the holy spirit who's the Blessed Virgin Mary. And of course, we, we use that term because of Luke chapter one, where the Holy Spirit came down upon her and overshadowed her and impregnated her with the baby Jesus. And so Mary, of course- Which is, is a spousal act. Which is a spousal act, yeah. So, so in one sense, Mary is the daughter of the father, she's the mother of the son, and she's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. So how would you explain the spouse of the Holy Spirit, the Blessed Virgin Mary from heaven, yeah. who is who is body and soul in heaven being the chief um uh, prophet if you will the chief carrier of the holy spirit even now for us yeah, yeah. you know i think that I, as you were speaking i'm thinking mm. of the where where jesus says you know as long as my father's working i'm working right well it's as if mary's saying as long as my father my son and my spouse are working i'm working Right. And not that there's a tangential reference to St. Joseph there, too, because he's in a sense her spouse as well. Yes, yes. Um, and, and he's working hard for us as well. But that's a whole other show. That's a whole other conversation. So in other words, mm. Mary is the perfect daughter, the perfect mother and the perfect spouse. And so, you know, we don't like to see these marriages where the husband and wife aren't on the same page. We don't like to see these marriages where there's strife. The husband and wife are knocking heads or getting divorced or any number of things where they just, they're not in harmony. Ideally, you want to see marriages where the values are, you know, identical and there's mm -hmm. a, 
a beautiful mutual understanding between the husband and wife. They really are very sympathetic to each other. There's a simpatico that they, they well, really and, are in tune. And you know how that usually happens by being in union with God. With God, right. Yeah. In other words, the union of every human being yeah. is only uh, as good as what unites them. I, I like the analogy. You probably heard it uh, that that marriage or closeness is like um, relationship between husband and wife or any 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 friendship or what have you um, is like a triangle, and that the the more that you get, the, and God is at the top, the very top of the tip of the triangle, and you're down here. The closer both of you get to God, the closer you get to each other. Right, right. And, you can think of spokes yeah. on a wheel. I think of spokes on a wheel yeah. too. That's right? a good analogy. The, the, yeah. the way for the wheel to be strong is every they all have to converge on the hub yeah. right on the axle they all those spokes they're just thin little wires right and if I they mean, don't it, it just won't work it will not yeah. work so yeah. and that's the so when it comes to mary she is perfectly attuned to the father she's perfectly attuned to her spouse she's perfectly attuned to her son who better to yeah. convey messages aside from the blessed trinity the, the three persons father son and holy spirit themselves yeah who better than mary and in now, a sense mary's mary even has something that at least the father and the holy spirit don't have and that's the humanity right the son yeah. has that jesus has that but but the other thing that how should i say this it sounds funny to put it this way the fact that mary is not divine yeah makes her almost a, a special kind of messenger to us because we're not divine oh, oh sure i mean she is a special <laughs> so even her, if i mean if you, 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 well you see the steps you got you've got um you know god the father who is god the father the source of god if you will then you had jesus god the son who who, who has a human nature also that, but he's divine and human then you have the blessed virgin mary who is only human and not divine yet sinless and then you have us who are, who is like the Virgin Mary, who is just human, but sinful. And yeah, so you, and you, you see those, you see those sort of steps going down. Yes. So in one sense, Mary is an intercessor for us between, you know, us and her son. She's closer to us in a sense. We more, yeah. I, more identifiable for us. But even at that, that's a stretch. I mean, it's hard for me to identify right. with a sinless human. That's really well, tough. Right. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour yes. of our death. That's what we yes. we ask her all the time. Yeah. So so this is one reason why there's the, this great sacred tradition since the beginning of, of Christianity that Eastern Christians and Western Christians, they, they continuously ask for Mary's intercession. <clears throat> Not that God couldn't do it, you know, outside of Mary, but that's how he set up his church so that we yeah. can intercede for to. each other. And she yeah. is a perfect intercessor. Yeah. So we asked for inter her for her intercession in, in our prayer life, but she also comes to be with us in all of these, particularly, of course, the approved apparitions in the past few centuries. Want to talk a little bit about them and her prophetic role in, in, yeah. those, in those personal apparitions? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it seems that in every apparition that I know of, at least, um, well, that's not necessarily true. Um, most apparitions, most Marian apparitions, she brings kind of a warning, I guess is a fair way to put it, um, where she's telling us to, to, to clean up our act, um, that 
we have to do penance or we have to stop sinning or we have to pray yeah. for this or repent. we have to pray yeah. for that. Uh, repent is a big theme yeah. uh, for our ladies' apparitions. Um, the, the, the huge one that I'm thinking of now that was different from all of those for the most part is when Our Lady appeared in Mexico, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And that was a very, um, really just an endearing apparition where she just kept emphasizing to San Juan Diego, um, am I not your mm. mother? Have no mm. worries. I, I, like an I will yeah. take care of you uh, apparition, which 500 years ago, and mm. most of the apparitions that we talk about happened long after that, you know, 1700s, yeah. 1800s, 19. And so this was in the well, 1500s. She, she went there to, to convert. Native Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, that's... Right. Which happened, they converted, I believe, 50 million converted almost immediately hmm. um, in a very rapid. Uh, and, it, uh, and of course, of course, child sacrifice stopped with that conversion. Stopped. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. so, so when you said um, one, one of them was unique because it didn't talk about warnings. Uh, what I thought you were going to say is the divine mercy apparitions. Uh, but that was yeah. that was Jesus. Oh, that and that was Jesus. That's that's divine correct. mercy, right? Absolutely. So, but Jesus, even in the divine mercy, he had plenty of warnings. You know, mm. this is the time of my mercy. If you don't take yeah. care, take advantage of my mercy now, all you will have is my justice. And believe me, none of us, none of mm. us can stand withstand divine justice because we're all yeah. guilty of, now, of when mary appeared to the children in fatima um she spoke a lot about god's justice yes. and she, she even showed them hell didn't she yes the, the children and in fact i just recently heard this and i had never heard this before um one thing that is not relevant to the topic but when sister lucia described how our lady looked how mm. she appeared. She said it, it was as if she was pure light, but just various shades of light and shimmering. And so all her different skin tones, the garments, the colors mm. of everything she was wearing, it was all light, mm. but like light with a substance. But right, 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 that's right. not so much relevant to the conversation. I, I actually, actually, I always thought that's what the resurrection body will look like. Exactly, yeah. right? But with substance, just with like substance. Jesus said, you know, Absolutely. give me some fish, give me some food to eat, and he let them put their fingers in the nail yeah. holes, etc. It's a great, it's a great mystery. It's a great but, mystery. But what I point, can't wait. What I point were you, me too. So the point I was going to make is that Sister Lucia said, and I just heard this recently, never heard it before. During the all those apparitions, what was it, six months, eight months, that she appeared Made from October. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. May, June, July, August, July, September, October, six August, months, September. right? I got five months, but okay. Okay. In all of those apparitions, <laughs> yeah. Sister Lucia said she never once smiled. Oh, Mary never smiled or sister never smiled? That, oh, sister Mary. said Mary never oh, smiled. Oh, Mary never smiled. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and, and the message of Our Lady of Fatima was very much warnings but mm. it wasn't all warnings she had a lot of consolations for the three children mm. um but came with a lot of warnings and sure enough we had the bloodiest century in the history of humanity by far the most yeah. murderous 
bloody century in the history of humanity. We might beat it this century, but um, 20th century, just, you you know, I mean, you've heard statistics like there hasn't been that much killing in the entire history of the world combined compared to that one. And I'm not even sure if they're taking into consideration abortion. Exactly. When when they say that because of all the wars that have gone on. Exactly. It's it's beyond just with the wars beyond beyond the imagination. Yeah. But um, so far, you have mentioned um, Our Lady of Guadalupe when Mary Mm -hmm. appeared to Guadalupe, Mexico, and um, as a result, converted all the Aztecs. And and, and as a result of that, no more child sacrifice, which they used to do on a regular basis. Right. Then then you mentioned uh, then we talked about Our Lady of Fatima and uh, and her uh, stern warnings to the world. Uh, particularly about uh, Russia and how uh, Russia will spread her errors throughout the world if we don't pray. And and uh, and, but uh, unfortunately now it looks like Russia is going the other way. The uh, Russia is going towards God, where the rest of the West is going like as yeah. fast as they can away from God, right. which which is uh, very unfortunate. Yeah. But but um, perhaps the the third most popular, uh, if you will, um, Marian apparition. Uh, that, that is talked about today is Our Lady of Lords. You want yes. to mention that one? Yeah. Um, and when Our Lady appeared in Lourdes, France to St. Bernadette, whose feast day was yesterday, I believe. I'm not sure. Was it yesterday? St. Bernadette's feast day, I believe uh, it was yesterday. If okay. not, it was the day before. I don't think it was today, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure it was yesterday, day before. Um, the first words out of her mouth were penance, penance. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Uh, she immediately, the first thing that uh, St. Bernadette did was Our Lady took out the rosary and St. Bernadette took out the rosary and they started praying in penance. And same thing, the world needs to do penance. Um, So, and same, and she also specific, when she finally told St. Bernadette who she was, she said, I am, I am the Immaculate, immaculate Conception. Conception. So, mm-hmm. and, and St. Bernadette was a very uneducated peasant girl. They actually lived in a former jail. They were so poor. The only place they could live was a converted jail cell, Her, mm-hmm. she and her family. And she was very uneducated. She was, she had a reputation of being a very poor student in catechism class. She, and when she said, I am the Immaculate Conception, she had no, the priest said, do you know what that means? She said, no idea. No idea. And 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 it had only been four years since the Pope defined the Immaculate Conception as a dogma. I I was going to say it was, um, it was um, one reason this happened probably is to convert, to uh, confirm to the church to that right. mary is the immaculate conception she was immaculately conceived yeah. as as the new eve for our salvation to be right to prompt the new adam jesus to save the world <laughs> as yes. as eve did the exact opposite in uh yeah in in the uh, book of genesis yeah exactly yeah. and when you have the the timing of you know, Our Lady of Lourdes, which was 1864, I believe, right around that. It was in the 1860s, wasn't it? And yeah, then you have Our Lady of Fatima, 1917. That's and right. then you have the Divine Mercy apparitions where Jesus appeared to 
sister Faustina yeah. in what? Uh, the 1940s? Yeah, in the 40s. Yeah. Early, early 40s, because the war was still yeah. going on, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. And, you know, again, Jesus is coming to warn us that we need to take advantage of his mercy. We need to throw ourselves on the mercy of God. Um, and Mary's apparitions before, and then you have Our Lady of Akita in Japan, who in the 70s, and apparently right. just a few months ago, um, appeared to a Japanese, what, She, I believe she's a Japanese nun. None. Yes, yep. she is. Yep. And told, talked about troubles within the church. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Our Lady appears to warn us, which is mm. exactly what you're saying. The whole point of this show is prophecy. And yeah. when you read and when, like you started out by saying, when you think of prophets, you think of Old Testament prophets, read the Old Testament prophets. Obviously, I'm making up a number here. 90% of what they're talking about is warning, warning, warning. Yeah. Yeah, Mary, Mary is doing something very similar to the New Testament people that the Old yeah. Testament prophets did for the people of Israel. It's pretty right. interesting. Right. Yeah, because not, none of them, you know, were, were, were to gain popularity contests. They'd, they'd, never no, win, most, they'd never win one. Yeah, as Jesus said, your fathers killed yeah. the prophets. Yeah. And so yeah. he was just waiting for them to kill him. Too. And you know what? It seems like that's probably the number one reason a person would block the inspiration of the holy spirit you get persecuted here as soon as you yeah. yes as soon as you speak up yeah. for christ you're going to pay a price yes. as soon as you bring the truth of the gospel to people they are going well there's an excellent chance they are going to revile you and yeah. you know look we're living in what we or, call cancel or at, at least cancel you or ignore you you're going to yeah. get canceled. At best, you'll be ignored. You're even, lucky if you're ignored. <laughs> even, in, even in your own family. Yes, exactly. Not, How many? And Jesus addressed this. He said, you know, yeah. he talked about strife among family members and that the gospel or the truth mm -hmm. is going to tear families apart. And those there are those who will follow the truth, yeah. whatever the costs. And there's there are those who will which, not follow the truth because which, they don't want to suffer. Which, by the way, the first, the first is what we're all called to do. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. the entire. It seems to be the entire message of the Gospels. Yeah. That that we are to be other Christs for people, and to no matter what to speak and live the truth regardless of the consequences, because exactly. Jesus Himself, Jesus Himself mm -hmm. took care of the consequences. Right. If we follow Him through this life, we will be eternally happy with Him in the next. And you know, here's the great thing, Paul. Think about it. If you're really out there boldly preaching the gospel, they're going to chop your head off at some point and you go straight to heaven. <laughs> either either literally or figuratively. Yes. Well, literally you go straight yeah. to heaven. Figuratively, that kind of draws yeah. it out and it's more miserable. But if they chop your head <laughs> off in a hurry, you go right to heaven immediately. And that's the easy yeah. way. Yeah. That's well, the easy way. The hard way is living as a witness yeah. to the gospel and and you know what it's it's ongoing all, persecution none of it can be done none of it we cannot say yes to god on any level without grace and Absolutely. and yes. you don't receive god's supernatural life which is grace yeah without the holy spirit the I holy spirit you, is the conduit of god's supernatural life for us i can tell you that 
my number one goal for every minute of my life is to do the will of God. And I can also tell you that I am a miserable failure at that. And I go to confession very frequently because I stink so bad at that. And, but in order to try to do that, I am constantly praying. I am constantly asking God for help because I know I am a miserable failure on my own. And all of that is grace. Even, even the knowledge that you're a miserable failure is grace. Yes. Even the, even the motivation to prayer is an inspiration. It's the Holy spirit prompting me to ask the Holy spirit for help. It is. is. He's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. I will help you. Just (laughs) ask. All you have to do is ask. That's so it's all grace. It's all grace. And no one, no one, in this life is beyond grace because even if you're you know a terrible atheist or something at minimum this is what all the theologians and doctors and fathers of the church say at minimum god is giving us the grace at all times of conversion to convert you mean right the the grace in order to convert yeah right no question i mean us what we need to convert the old at least uh, that grace the old uh the old poem hound of heaven uh god is continuously uh seeking seeking our repentance because he wants us to be happy right that's the kind of god he is you know it's kind of a cliche but you know there i am drowning in the water and god always has his hand out yeah and and it's up to me to just take his hand that's That's all i have to do but i have to realize that taking god's hand is going to come with a price not not to god but the rest of the world is going to make me pay a price for that yeah and you know what blessed are those who are persecuted for my sake theirs is the kingdom of heaven rejoice and and be glad rejoice and be glad absolutely that's i mean you know you're a christian if you're persecuted yeah, but by, you know by and large, you can be persecuted for reasons other than your Christian faith, right? I, I could I could walk into a bar and just start calling everybody names and I'm going to get beat up, right? Right, right, but, right. But so yeah. that's not the kind of persecution yeah, yeah. Um, for Christ's sake. But if I am simply trying to live a, a Christian life yes. and that's coming out in my words and in my yeah. actions, my deeds, um, and I get pushback for that, that's what jesus is talking about all right so give me uh give me a last thought on this line in the creed he has spoken through the prophets any last words i would say it's written grammatically as a past tense but as you said it's constantly ongoing if you don't think the holy spirit is speaking to you every minute of every day you're you just need to flip that switch because the holy spirit is constantly like you said the hounds of heaven constantly trying to fill us with himself and so he has spoken through the prophets all we have to do is open the old testament and we can see that but we have to also realize that every word of the Old Testament and the New Testament is Christ. That's why in the New Testament, Christ is called the Word of God. And we also call the Word of God the Bible, right? We say the Bible is the Word of God. Well, Christ is the Word of God. So if you could summarize the whole Bible, Old Testament and New, in one word, it would be Jesus, right? So when when, when we say he has spoken through the prophets, he has, but it's not what they call in grammar, the uh, past perfect. 
Past perfect means it happened and it's over. Has spoken is what we call, uh, I was going to say it in Italian, passato prossima, the, this kind of uh, ongoing, has, recent. Yeah, right. ha has and is speaking. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has spoken through the prophets, but that's not to say that he's no longer spoke, speaking to the prophets. The Holy is. Spirit indwells in the church and as we are members of the body of christ which is the mystical church the holy spirit dwells in us as unless as you say we commit a mortal sin but he's acting in all of us and in, in a certain sense like we started out by saying there's a certain sense in which we all act prophetically some of us mm. i guess i would say few of us are given you know, messages, let's say, to convey in what we normally think of as prophecy. You know, God tells you, say, hey, tell the world such and such. Yeah, but um, I, I think you're right that if, if we have an inspiration, if we have an understanding and enlightenment moments, if we feel a need to, mm -hmm. other, other people need to need to know this. They need to, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's probably or perhaps a, a prompting of the Holy Spirit for us to um, to clarify the truth for people who don't know it yet and who and not only that Paul there yeah. there are moments I I'm sure that the Holy Spirit is prompting me not necessarily to do one of those evangelistic kind of things that you're talking about mm. but I tell you throughout the day the Holy Spirit says to me I presume I mean that's my sense mm. of it pray mm. pray the Holy Spirit tells me to pray at certain times mm -hmm. and i just i just try to obey that prompting and stop what i'm doing and pray yeah. um, well well one thing we can pray for are the gifts of the holy spirit there are there are, yes. seven, there are seven gifts of the holy spirit there are 12 right. fruits of the holy spirit mm -hmm. uh if we had more time we'd go over them now but uh look yeah. them up look them I up that's, that's what that, show. that's why we have computers mr kent niebuhr thank you so much for joining us tonight to talk about the holy spirit and the gift of prophecy. my pleasure yeah and thank Come holy spirit amen <laughs> thank you all for joining us beneath the surface paul morano with kent my guest tonight kent niebuhr and uh glad you glad you got uh you got to be with us tonight um, we'll see you again next beneath the surface see you again then signing off Bye -bye. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox.